Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News. It's 3.50, and you know Peter Greenberg, host of Eye on Travel on WGN Radio, the guy we go to for all travel news. He is with us today. Hey, Peter, how are you? I am fine. So did you see the news about the Airbnbs being rented in Ukraine? 61,000 nights were paid for by Americans. Yep, I did. I think it's a brilliant idea. It's the one time you can actually you know, rent someplace sight unseen and be confident. So, Peter, I saw that the big news today is that Ireland is dropping the COVID restrictions. Is that the big news story? Other than flights being canceled, we'll get to that in a moment. Well, two things are happening at the same time. It wasn't planned that way, but we're seeing country after country, state after state, city after city, dropping either COVID testing rooms, either uh, testing protocols, either to go in or to go out. We're seeing uh, vaccination cards not having to be shown. We've seen France dropping their vaccine passport. They're, they're getting rid of it. So that's all happening at the same time that most Americans don't want to go anywhere near those countries because they're worried because of proximity to the to the conflict in the Ukraine. So when I'm interested, you know, Peter, we've talked before, I have a little travel business where I take groups to Europe. And the biggest obstacle I mean, I've, is the testing to come back into the United States. And I know the U.S. travel has been under, you know, trying to pressure the Biden administration to get rid of that. Have you heard anything on that? Yeah, we all think it's going to happen before June uh, because of reciprocity. When you see all these other countries getting rid of their requirement to get there. Uh, if you're vaccinated, uh, it seems to be logical that we would do the same thing in order to come back if you can show proof of vaccination. Yeah. hasn't happened yet. Same thing with the mask mandates. Today is, is, is March 7th. The deadline for a decision on extending the mask mandates, the federal one, for public transportation, airlines, trains, buses, and subways, is the 18th. It's 11 days from now. Normally, at least in the last two years, the federal government has preempted that deadline earlier and then extended it. It's, we fully expect their, them to extend it again any day now. It's interesting that the airlines have kind of turned in that the masks are becoming more trouble than they're worth. I mean, we know the air quality in airplanes is good, and they're dealing with all these unruly passengers who don't want to wear masks. So, it, I mean, it's almost causing more trouble than it's getting rid of. Well, you know, you're asking for logic here. Uh, and <laughs> right now, logic flies in the face of bad behavior. And the bad behavior, in turn, creates the need, if you will, for continuing the regulation. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it may happen. Yes, on one hand, the airline's ventilation systems have always been excellent in terms of how they recirculate the air and then purge it and bring in new air into the cabins every three minutes. Uh, You don't have that kind of circulation or ventilation in your workplace and you don't even have it at home. I've flown quite a bit, and I'm more, I was more apprehensive uh, waiting to check in or waiting in the concourse where people were crowded together. There was no spacing than I was in the airplane. You see, the, the real key here for me is, is not the masks. It's alcohol. What they should be doing at the airports is what they do at NFL games, and that is tie it to the boarding time on your boarding pass so that no retail establishment in an airport can serve you alcohol within 45 minutes of the boarding time listed on your pass. Because the real problem with airplanes today is that people are not getting on the plane and then getting drunk. 
they're getting on the plane already drunk. And nothing could be worse than somebody completely tanked at 35,000 feet with altitude, attitude, and pressure. Oh, yeah, let's not forget alcohol. Yeah. The unruly passengers, the rise in that seems to be based in America. If you look at unruly passengers coming out of Asia, you know, or parts of Asia where people traditionally wear masks out of safety, um, they haven't seen a rise in this, have they? They have not. It's, it's more of a cultural thing there, and they've been doing that for years. But remember, we've politicized the issue. So it's not a health issue. It's, it's, it's really almost, you can almost divide it around red and blue states. It's, it's that crazy. Peter Greenberg is host of Ion Travel on WGN Radio on Saturdays. And you can follow him, of course, on any social media platforms or just go to his website, petergreenberg.com. Uh, has the Russian invasion collapsed any particular sector of the travel industry? Oh, how many has it collapsed? Remember, we're not just talking about the airspace over the Ukraine. We're talking about 60% of the airspace over the globe is basically cut off. So all the Russian airspace that you would normally fly over to go to Asia, that's off limits. And that's going from both, let's say, the United States and from Europe. Uh, and then, of course, countries that border on, on Russia, countries that are even two, two countries away. The ripple effect here is, is tangible. Plus, we're not just talking about airlines. We're talking about shipping, cargo, and cargo flights. Um, you know, FedEx, UPS, Atlas, they're not operating. And then the cruise ships. Cruise ships are now pulling out of port calls in St. Petersburg right. that weren't even scheduled until June or July. They're out of there now. Uh, you know, and I wonder, and Peter, not, you know, I, I wonder about that, the travel, the tourism industry. I mean, I, I decided a few years ago I wouldn't take a group to Russia just because I wasn't going to give them money. Um, and and I just wonder if that's going to have a long term. You know, a lot of those cruises going in into St. Petersburg and such. I, I You know, I just I wonder if there, there's going to be a long term impact there. Well, there can be in terms of payment plans and in terms of processing even credit cards. Remember, we MasterCard and Visa have shut down their payment processing in, that, in, that, in Russia. Uh, and that's for people who are either going to Russia or for people in Russia who have credit cards issued there. That's a significant hit. And what kind of hit is a travel industry going to take based on gas prices? Well, here's the problem. In the old days, by the way, the old days was about five years ago, <laughs> a lot of airlines decided to play the game and hedge their fuel purchasing in advance. And some airlines did very well, like Southwest Airlines. Um, and, you know, when fuel prices went up, they were still buying fuel at a much lower price because they hedged it. Delta even went so far as to buy a refinery. They thought that would help them. Obviously, it didn't, but it was a nice idea. But since then, none of the airlines have doing any hedging uh, because fuel has been so low. Now it's spiking, and it's spiking almost too fast for them to hedge. So keep in mind that airlines change their updated fuel, excuse me, their updated pricing hundreds of thousands of times a day in their computer systems. So they'll be able to pivot quickly and basically apply those, those increases to the cost of your ticket. So prior to about two weeks ago, airline fares are going up at the rate of about 7% every 10 days. Now it's going to go up about 20% in addition to the 7% just based on the fuel cost. Yeah, I've been seeing that with the uh, people we've been booking. I want to go back. So you're saying now I'm taking a group to France in June, and we were worried about whether you had to have the booster to be fully vaccinated. They're getting rid of their vaccine sort of passports altogether? Yes, but they're recognizing our vaccine card. And here's the rule. If you've been vaccinated outside of 270 days, you can't get in. Now, that, that includes the booster, by the way, so most people will be okay. 
but some countries have reduced it to 180 days. That's Israel's done that. So that's a six-month cutoff. The other is a nine-month cutoff. But if you have your booster shot within the last nine months, you're good to go. Meanwhile, Mexico's booming, right? Oh, Mexico's never stopped booming. It never closed during the pandemic, and uh, they remain the most popular destination for North Americans. Thank you so much for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News. We appreciate it, Peter. You got it, guys.